reformist or revolutionary. The ideological anchor of the Katipunan and the Revolution or an American-sponsored hero. Jose Rizal has been ascribed many roles and interpreted in many ways. Was he the martyr that sparked the revolution or the assimilationist who failed to transcend his class and family interest? In this episode of Rizal on Air, let us revisit the discursive trends on Rizal through the lenses of historians and scholars. I am Vekal Porja. I am Aaron Maliari. I am Lee Candelari. And I am Janet Rigindinestelia. And this is Podcast, Conversations on Philippine History, Politics, and Society. Hello sa inyong lahat at welcome sa isa na namang exciting na episode ng Rizal on Air. Last episode, we talked about Rizal and the Rizalistas. So doon napag-usapan natin how Jose Rizal was elevated as someone who is divine. That was a very interesting discussion. Pero kung tutuusin, ascribing Rizal as someone divine is just one among the multiple interpretations and appreciations of Jose Rizal. True, no? At dahil nga talaga namang mahalaga si Rizal sa kasaysayan ng Pilipinas, lalo na sa revolusyon, madami na mga scholar yung nag-aral sa kanyang buhay at mga naisulat. Patari rin siguro yung kanyang mga impluensya. At dahil marami na ngang scholar na nag-aral sa kanya at iba-iba yung period, no? Uh, Siyempre, marami ng mga pagtingin yung naipataw sa kung sino ba siya at kung ano yung impact no, na meron siya sa ating lipunan at sa kasaysayan. Tama. So, foreign and Filipino scholars took interest in studying results. So, for example, as early as 1909, uh, American historian Austin Craig already published a Rizal biography uh, na ang title ay The Story of Jose Rizal. Pero siyempre tingin ko mas mahalaga yung mga nasulat ng mga Filipino authors like Rafael Palma, Carlos Quirino, Camilo Osias, Gregorio Zaide, at siyempre si Leon Maria Guerrero. Yan yung mga classic, no? Karamihan sa mga knowledge natin on the life of Rizal nag-originate sa mga naunang akda tungkol sa kanya. Pero siyempre, understandably, habang nagde-develop ang Philippine history and as a discipline pivots more to the nationalist tradition sa pangunguna siyempre ni Teodoro Agoncillo, lumitaw din ang mga mas pago na pag-appreciate kay Rizal. And of course, to the role that he played in our quest for independence against Spain. That's right. No? So, tingin ko, it's not an understatement to assert that Agoncillo really transformed historical discourse in the Philippines during his time by focusing on the nationalist perspective and to the role played by the masses Agoncillo started questioning the role played by the ilustrado class in the revolution of course we know that Rizal was a foremost figure in the ilustrado led reformist movement so Basically, sa pananaw ni Agoncillo, the reformist ilustrados never advocated for independence, worked for the interest of their class, and contrary to common knowledge during that time, did not cause the advances of the revolution. In fact, according to Agoncillo, pinabagal pa nga daw nila. Parang not only were they unhelpful for the cause, they even caused its delay. So at that time, radical ang posisyon na ito. Ano? Kasi it's tantamount into saying that Rizal was not the nationalist hero who gave his life for our freedom. 
parang hindi deserved yung pedestal where he was placed in during the first decades of the 1900s. At ang mas dapat mabigyang pansin at parangal para sa kasarinlan were the Katiponeros, led of course by the masses and by Andres Bonifacio. So ito na yung simula nung reform versus revolution dichotomy, which consequently extended to the resolve versus Bonifacio debate. And of course, another nationalist and Marxist historian, Renato Constantino, followed the lead of Agoncillo. Pero ayun nga, with more Marxist interpretation. For Constantino, the history of the Philippines is mobilized by the constant struggle for liberation. And because of his Marxist inclination, Constantino's appreciation of Rizal was largely anchored on him being an illustrado middle class who never identified with the toiling masses. Ayun na nga. So for Renato Constantino, sa kanyang classic essay na Veneration Without Understanding, inassert niya na wala naman talagang ginawa si Rizal or contribution si Rizal sa revolution. No? In fact, itinatuwa pa nga niya yun, no? At ang kanyang major basis for this assertion was Jose Rizal's manifesto to the Filipino, written while he was imprisoned at Fort Santiago. No? So, sa essay na ito, inargue ni Constantino yung kanyang claim na Jose Rizal was an American-sponsored hero. Mabigat tong argument na to, ano? So, according to Constantino, the preeminence of Rizal among our heroes was a result of American sponsorship, which was done in two ways. Una, the Americans encouraged the Rizal cult, quote-unquote. At pangalawa, they also minimized the importance of other national heroes. And at times, even went as far as vilifying them. Yes, tapos sabi pa ni Constantino, ang nagsimula naman talaga nung pag-refer kay Rizal as the national hero were the Americans, particularly William Howard Taft, who suggested that the Filipinos be given a national hero of their own. And Theodore Friend, uh, sa kanyang libro, he recounted that Taft chose Rizal over others because um, Aguinaldo was too militant, Bonifacio too radical, and Mabini unregenerate. So the Americans sponsored and authorized the erection of Rizal Monument, the renaming of some streets in honor of Rizal, and the observance of his death anniversary every year. So according to Constantino, uh, sinabi ni Governor Cameron Forbes yung dahilan kung bakit uh, enthusiastic about Rizal uh, yung mga Amerikano. And ito yung sinabi ni Forbes. Rizal never advocated for independence. Nor did he advocate armed resistance to the government. He urged reform from within by publicity, by public education, and appeal to public conscience. In other words, and in Althusserian terms, Jose Rizal was turned into a state apparatus. Parang from being the martyr that jolted his countrymen into revolting, he was turned into this model Tagalog who studied hard, maintained his composure, and he was never violent. Pero para sa akin, mahalagang tanungin, kasalanan ba yan ni Rizal? I mean, is it on Rizal that he was, I don't know, instrumentalized by the Americans to serve their agenda? And, and siguro in the same way na rin, ano, na kailangan nating tanungin na is it really on Rizal that he was used by the Katiponeros as a rallying figure of the revolution without his knowledge nor consent? Parang at the end of the day, papasok dito yung idea ng kanya-kanyang Rizal, di ba? No? So, I mean, for the Katipunan, Rizal was a patriot who bravely exposed the moral bankruptcy of Spain at the expense of his own life. For the Rizalistas, Rizal represented redemption. For the Americans, he's a poster boy of assimilation. 
And for Agoncillo and Constantino, Rizal was a reluctant revolutionary who never ever threw his hat behind the revolution for independence until his last day. So it seems as though Rizal is interpreted according to the respective contexts of those who interpret him. Kaya I think sobrang halaga nung contribution ni Dr. Floro Kibuyen on these discourses when he wrote Towards a Radical Rizal. So in this important essay, Kibuyen responded to the dichotomy set by Agoncillo and Constantino. Una tinanong niya, uh, what was the mentality of the people or of the masses um, regarding reform and revolution in the late 19th century? Kasi for Kibuyen, more than criticizing Rizal from a contemporary point of view, kailangan din natin na natin siya from the 19th century perspective. So here, Kibuyan reminded us that at the time, wala namang distinction yung mga tao between reformists and revolutionaries talaga. And according to Kibuyan, the nationalist project of the late 19th century Philippines reached a hegemonic status, albeit temporarily kahit saglit lang. Uh, meaning, uh, dun sa pagsinabi natin na narating nga yung hegemonic status at narating nung nationalist project kasama na ang reformistang kilusan at revolusyon yung antas kung saan ito ay kinikilala bilang isang bagay na pinagkasundoan ng general population ng lipunan ng mga panahon na yon at si Rizal bilang isang individual heavily figured in in this consciousness because of his political work because of his literary work at naselyuhan pa nga yan nung kanyang pagkamartir noong 1896. So, kumbaga, uh, Jose Rizal was the symbol of this nationalist project, no? Not because of the Americans, not even because of the revolutionary leaders, but because of popular will. So, naalala ko actually dito yung isang sinulat ni Dr. Milagros Guerrero at uh, ano, Ramon Villegas sa kanilang review ng uh, librong Inventing a Hero, the posthumous recreation of Andres Bonifacio ng isang American historian na si Glenn May. Siyempre, ibang usapin pa to, no? pero i-relate ko na rin. No? Uh, sabi ni Guerrero at Villegas, uh, Heroes cannot be foisted on people. Historians can only dig out records, seek first-hand accounts, analyze facts, but they cannot change history. I think ang point din nila dito ay bigyan natin ng uh, credit no yung masa sa kakayahan nilang i-determine kung sino yung bayani no na kinikilala nila no and syempre we cannot discount the power of uh, money or cultural capital political power in the creation of national symbols pero I don't think any of this can truly erase our ability as a people to discern Wow so galit ka diyan <laughs> MJ <laughs> Di naman <laughs> Pero totoo naman na talagang mahalaga, mahalagang contribution ni Flora Kibuyen ay yung paglilino dun sa tanong na was Rizal really against the separation of the Philippines from Spain? Siya ba talaga ay Spanish loyalist through and through? So by reviewing his correspondences from 1887 to 1892, lumalabas na hindi. In fact, according to Kibuyen, as early as 1887, meron nang nasabi si Rizal kay Blumentritt about the impossibility of achieving independence through peaceful means and about the mistake of pursuing assimilation. Thus, Rizal really did not preclude the use of force. In another letter to Blumentritt, sabi niya, But if the government drives us to it, that is to say, when there remains to us no other hope than to seek our ruin in war, when the Filipinos shall prefer to die rather than to endure their miseries any longer, then I too shall advocate violent means. It is pain who must choose between peace and ruin. I cannot believe that you, as a free man, as a citizen of Europe, would like to advise your good friend to endure all and to act like a cowardly man. 
without courage. Dito din papasok yung kritik ni Kibuyen dun sa reform revolution dichotomy. Ibig sabihin, these pronouncements katulad nung nabanggit sa quote does not mean na hindi totoo yung advocacies niya na often relegated as reformist. Totoo pa din that Rizal wanted better education for the Filipinos. Totoo pa din that he wanted better representation in government. Pero for Kibuyen, itong mga ito ay tactical lamang. Ibig sabihin, these aren't the ends. Means to an end lang siya. Parang according to Kibuyen, within the reform movement, may paksyon between the assimilationist and the separatist. And Rizal belonged to the separatist faction. And for these separatists, Walang contradiction between uh, advocating for education or enlightenment of the people and the ultimate goal of independence. So, hindi siya mutually exclusive, no? And I think consistent ito doon sa gusto ring iparating ni Rizal, eh, doon sa kanyang El Fili, lalo na doon sa exchange between the dying Simon and Padre Florentino, no? Na kailangan ng moral preparedness, no? Sa revolusyon. So, mas mapag-uusapan natin yan sa mga susunod na episodes. But yes, the prerequisite of conscientization is something that Rizal stood for hanggang sa huli. Consistent siya dyan. And for Kibuyen, uh, proseso yung naging radicalization ni Rizal. And he identified three events that really drove it home for, for Jose Rizal. The first was the Calamba Hacienda case na nagsimula noong 1888. Pangalawa was a demonstration participated in by the Gobernador Silusin Manila. So dito sa um, demonstration na to, nagprotesta at nagdemand ang mga Gobernador Silyong ito na patalsikin yung mga praile. So sabi ni Austin Coates, ito yung first public outcome ng impluensya ng Noli Metangere. And finally, yung panghuling major event was the arrests in 1889 kung saan inaresto yung mga taong di umano ay nahuling nagmamayari ng Noli. At isa dyan ay kapatid ni Jose Maria Basa na kaibigan ni Rizal. So uh, sobrang bothered si Rizal sa mga yan. Actually, he was agitated. And in a letter to his um, comrade Mariano Ponce, ito ang sabi niya. Good. Let them commit abuses. Let there be arrests, exiles, executions. Good. Let destiny be fulfilled. The day on which they inflict martyrdom on our innocent families for our fault. Farewell, pro-friar government. And perhaps, farewell, Spanish government. So dito talaga makikita na lumampas sa si Rizal sa reformismo. Ang target na talaga ng kanyang kritik ay yung Spanish colonial government. Hindi na lang yung mga praile, hindi na lang yung mga korups sa, sa Guardia Civil. Interesting yung kalambahasya and the case. Ito talaga, according to historians, lalo na si Kibuyen, really cemented Rizal's radicalization. Dito talaga siya na-disillusion sa Spain. At dito rin siya nagkaroon ng mga mas konkretong aksyon to rally the people into action against the friars and the colonial government. Kaya nag-resolve din talaga si Rizal na umuwi. No? At hindi kasi hindi na siya naniniwala sa reformist and assimilationist na tendencies ng La Solidaridad. At siguro in general, no, ng uh, kilusang pang-reforma. Kaya yung La Liga Filipina, according to Kiboyen, wasn't simply a reformist civic organization. No? It was the start of something new, which of course was aborted when he was exiled in the Pitan. Gayun pa man, nagsilbing ideological cornerstone ito ng Katipunan. No? At pinapatotohanan yan nung fact na Founders that the founders of the Katipunan were founding members also of La Liga. Sobrang dami pang pwedeng sabihin tungkol dito sa relevance ni Rizal sa iba't ibang panahon. But I'm sure mas magiging mayaman pa ang discussion natin sa mga susunod na episode. 
Yeah, so next week, we will talk about the depiction of Rizal on the silver screen. Exciting ulit yan. So for now, make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Apple. We are also on YouTube as Podcast TV. Follow nyo na rin kami sa Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And for more information about the show, visit our website. That's www.podcast.org. So hanggang dito na muna until next week. And have a good day.